0: we've been talking about and we're going to continue i believe we'll finish it tonight we're talking about the first principle that you have to know to win every faith battle that you're in is you have to know your enemy so we're talking about these things you have to know who he is how he operates so that you know how to stand against him now what do i mean by faith battle so if you look at a faith battle what it is And and another another thing you must do, and we're going to talk about that, is you have to get the word on what you're believing God for. That's a big thing. So here you are, you're, you're walking through life, you're walking by faith, you're meditating in the word day and night, you know, you're serving the Lord, and all of a sudden, you're in a faith battle. How did that happen? So you have a desire for something that the word says that he's already given you. And so here's when the faith battle starts. It doesn't start when you pray. If you ever notice, you could pray about stuff and there's not really much opposition when you're praying. But it's when you say amen, or actually when you say, I believe I receive. In Jesus' name, amen. And when you get up from that, that's when the faith battle starts. The faith battle ends and you walk in the triumph of the faith battle when you see what you're believing for that you can't see, show up in this realm. Then you don't have to believe for it anymore. Now you know it because you have it. Things change in your body, things change in your life, come in line with the Word of God. So we're talking about this period of time from the time when you pray and you believe that you receive until you see it in this realm. That's, that's your faith battle. The Bible says it's a good fight of faith and it's not a fight against the enemy. It's a fight to stay at rest. What I mean by that, it's a fight to stay away from working things out in your own works and always stay and just be working out what he's working in. So let's talk about this. to go over a few scriptures that we went over last week just as kind of a quick review. We talked about 1 Peter chapter 5 in verse 8. We've really exposed the enemy. You know, the Bible doesn't say a lot about Satan, but it does tell us exactly how he operates. And it says here in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, be sober. That means think clearly. Be vigilant. It means be ever on your guard because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. So we see one thing about our enemy is he's walking about seeking whom he may devour. Now we know our our battle is never against people. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against the enemy, but it says says here, it, it lists his satanic hierarchy, we wrestle against principalities. We wrestle against powers right we wrestle against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places or in high places right there's a there's a satanic hierarchy that we wrestle against right the bible says that he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies you're always in the presence of your enemies isn't it amazing isn't it amazing how as you walk through life you know they, they say they stay very stealth don't they It's almost like you don't even know they're there. And that's the thing. Most Christians don't know that there's an enemy walking around, working through this satanic hierarchy, and he's seeking whom he may devour, which means he can't devour everyone. It's the first thing I want you to see. He can't devour you unless you let him because you are seated way, way above him. You have authority he has no authority. So unless he could lie to you and get you to believe his lies and get you to give him authority to come steal, kill, and destroy, he can't do it. So so this is the first thing we said. Ephesians 4.27 says, neither give place to the devil. So it tells us, don't give him any place. That means that he can't take a place unless you give him a place. And the Bible just simply says, don't give him any place. In Ephesians 6.16, it says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. In other words, with the shield of faith, you can stop all of his attacks. All of them. Well, what is the shield of faith? Faith comes by hearing. What is faith? Where, where It comes by hearing God's word and it's always two places. So your shield of faith is up as long as the word is in your heart and it's coming out of your mouth. So as long as you are meditating in the word and, and as long as you are speaking the word, it will stop every one of his attacks. That's worth you coming tonight. I mean, think about that. Okay, we know he's walking around seeking whom he can devour because he can't devour everybody. I have the right and authority and power to not give him any place. And as I walk and live by faith, the Bible says the word is always in my heart and in my mouth. So now if he just throws an arrow at me, because I have the shield of faith up, I could quench every attack of his. Isn't that interesting? So now it says in James 4 7, how how do we position ourselves so we're not devourable? It says in James 4 7, submit yourself therefore to God. And that's the big one, right? Because that means you got to get your flesh under. Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Isn't that awesome? If I stand against him, he flees from me. As long as I'm submitted to the devil. And this is where a lot of Christians miss it. Because because they allow pride in their life, which blinds them. It creates blind spots so they think they're submitted to God when they're really not. But, oh, if you'll just keep your heart full of the Word, if you'll just keep your, the Word in your mouth, the Holy Spirit will make sure that you always stay in a position where now you're submitted to the Lord, you're submitted to the Word of God, and now your position where if He comes, you can stand against and resist Him and watch Him flee from you like He's in terror. Because He doesn't want to mess with anybody whose heart is full of the Word because... See, where the word of God is, that's where God's power is. So he doesn't want to deal with God at all. He doesn't care about you, but he doesn't want to deal with God. He's already been there, done that, doesn't want to do that anymore. So it says in Ephesians 6.10, now this is the core. So I submit myself to God. I'm walking by faith. I'm keeping the word in my heart and my mouth so my faith shield is up. I'm giving no place to the devil. So that means I'm watching what I'm saying. I'm watching who I'm around and what I'm listening to. So I'm positioning myself. But then you got to have the foundation of all of it. Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Remember, we said in the Lord, that's to be strong in the Lord. That's in the locative tense in the Greek. That means the strength of God is only in the Lord so you got it you'll find it there you've got to be in christ you have to walk in him right well we've already explained how to do that we keep his word in our heart we submit our lives to him right what we're doing is we're literally abiding in the secret place that psalm 91 talks about and it says finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might in the power of his ability. In other words, at the end of the day, I am standing, I'm walking, I'm moving in his strength, not mine. Does that make sense? So we've talked about that. We're to live victoriously, we said this last week, in this present evil age, in spite of satanic oppression, in spite of satanic opposition. How do we do that? Through God's strength, Through his ability and through his power. We are to be strong in the Lord. It means that that nothing, nothing in your walk with God is dependent upon your strength. God never expects you to be strong in yourself, He wants you to be strong in Him, in His strength. So we have to make a decision to be strong in Him. It's a decision. And what that decision is, is I'm making a decision to hold, holding fast to the truth that his word is true and will never fail me. That's how I am strong in him. When I make a decision that for me to live is Christ, I believe this word. I will never be moved from that. What happens now, you can't move me. Because I'm not standing there in my own strength. I am fixed and immovable in the righteousness that I have in Him, in His strength, in His ability, in His power. Now I'm positioned where I can now, I'm living under the sound of His voice. Now I can do things according to His ability. And this is what we're talking about. To be strong, we will have to live in Him. See, our weakness is never an issue if we're drawing from his power, right? So we talked about some of those things. It said in, in Ephesians chapter 6, 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. See, we put on the whole armor of God. We allow, the armor of God is literally revelation knowledge of his word. So we allow the word of God, literally, it's God's armor to be endued upon us. This this, What it does is it causes me to stand. When I stand in the word, this word that I may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, that means that I may be able to survey the battlefield. So the word of God will give me a view where I'll see him coming. He'll never be able to sneak up on me. I'll know exactly where he's coming, how he's coming, what he's using, and I'll always be ready for him. The, The Holy Spirit will always keep me ahead of him. Isn't that interesting? Wouldn't it it be nice to know, wouldn't it be nice when you get to heaven, you find out that your body was being attacked by some deadly disease with no cure, and all of a sudden all you knew is you just started getting prompted to just really meditate and study on healing scriptures and and all this stuff and speak them over your life and you get to heaven. See, being healed, if you've been diagnosed with something and you get healed and all of a sudden it's out of your body, that's wonderful, but I'll give you one better. Wouldn't it be awesome to get to heaven and find out, man, you had this this disease that could take you out and you got healed and you never even know know you had it, right? Or you get so ready that when a battle in your life comes, it seems like nothing. See, that's what God wants for his kids. Fearless. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So another thing we learned is this word wiles. The wiles of the devil. That word wiles means he travels down one road, one way. We know what the road is. He throws thoughts in your mind, over and over again, because he's trying to penetrate your mind. He wants to penetrate into your mind with his thoughts. The only way he can do that is he's got to get you to take his thoughts. How do you take a thought? It says it all the time in the Bible. Take no thought saying. How you take a thought is you speak it. Remember, this is a word planet. This planet was created by God's words. God's words govern everything on this planet so you got to be careful if you speak because it's a word planet words have power they have death in them but god's words has have life in them and god's word will always it'll always change every situation so that it comes in line with his word so the wiles of the devil he we know this he's seeking whom he may devour We know this, how he comes as he travels against all of us down one road. He's coming against our mind. He's going to throw thoughts at you and over and over and over to try to penetrate your mind with his thoughts, get you to take them so that he can play mind games with you. So as we go on, see, we see the armor of God. It prepares us to walk down this road. See, what is the road? The road that Satan travels, he attacks your mind to get you to doubt God's word. That's the road. He's always trying to get you to doubt what God said. That's what he's always trying to do. But the truth of God's word will remove all deception that the devil is bringing against you. And when his deception is broken, his power is broken over your life. The only power he has is deception. And the word of God, see, this is the thing. The word of God is the only thing. It's the only thing that will break the deception. It's amazing to me. Have you ever noticed how easy it is to read other things? But don't start reading the word. Satan hates it when you read the word. Because I'm telling you, when you're reading the word, you could you're in a position where you could see something. And this is the thing. We've got people reading all kinds of books about God, and, and they, you know, well, people, it's so easy to listen to all this music, which, you know, as long as it's saying the right thing, that's great. But are we are we reading the Bible? We have Bible students that are going to seminary and all they're reading is theologians. Nothing, can, nothing takes the place of the word of God. Nothing takes the place of that. It'll change your life forever. So this, this mind schemes is, in, is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. And we, we said this last week. Another thing about the devil, he's walking around seeking whom he may devour. He has no authority. He has no power other than deception. So he's going to throw thoughts at you, over and over and over to try to get you to believe them, right? See, we don't think positive as Christians. We are to think divinely, which means we are to think unlimited. Just because my eyes see no way, that doesn't matter, because if God said you're going here and there's no way to go, that's okay. Because if he's got to park the sea, remove the mountain, whatever he's got to do, he'll do it. So this is why, in order for me to get on that level, I have to let go of my own way of thinking, my own course of action, and I have to embrace his word so that faith could be birthed, so that all of a sudden now, all things are possible to me simply because I believe him. Isn't that amazing? In this world, all things are possible if you believe God. That's amazing. So here we go. It says in 2 Corinthians 2.11, it says, less Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. Well, his wiles are, he travels down one road one way, but his devices are what? It's the Greek word noemata. It literally means his devices are tormenting and confusing mind games. That's what he always brings. Now here's the thing. We're throwing out truth here. How you walk this out, you're going to need a guide. And the Holy Spirit is your guide. So the how to apply this to your wife, if you'll take these scriptures, if you'll take what you learn and start meditating on them, speaking them over and over to yourself, which scriptures? The ones that the Holy Spirit stirs you. One person might grab onto this scripture who's who's hearing this tonight. Another one might grab onto this one, but all roads lead to the same place. They lead you to revelation knowledge of who God is. And then what happens now is the Holy Spirit will open the word of God to you so that it'll be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. He'll show you how to do it. And as he opens the word of God, what flows out of the word of God is the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God is what enables us to take the word of God and apply it to our lives. See, this is, what, this is how we walk. And we understand that this whole thing with God, it's not based on him answering a prayer, him blessing your life. No, it's all based on the fact that you are in relationship with him. All the authority, all the promises, all the blessings of God are all because... Of relationship so this is a love relationship with your God he's not mad at you tonight he wants you to walk with him so that he can cause you to live days of heaven on this earth that's how you're going to be light so no matter what you've been through tonight he's here to comfort you to restore to set you back on a path so that your life will start moving forward in him again The enemy will come down one road, one way, throw thought after thought after thought to try to penetrate your mind so that he can confuse you and play tormenting mind games with you. And it'll all lead to, you know, where you are right now, you'll never be able to enjoy life, ever. Your future is bleak. That's what he says all the time. Where God says, man, you have a future well, go to Jeremiah 29. We got to read this. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. This is the future that we have in Him. Now, God spoke this to the Israelites when they were in bondage. They were in captivity in Babylon. Jeremiah 29:11. I love this scripture. It says, "For I know the thoughts that I think towards you," saith the Lord. I know the thoughts. This word, this Hebrew word thoughts means I know the plans and the purposes that I plan and that I purpose towards you, saith the Lord. That I plan and that I purpose towards you, that I think towards you, as the King James says. This word towards means that I think over you, that I think upon you. I know the plans and the purposes. That I have for you, that I have to place upon you, that I have over you, saith the Lord. Their thoughts of peace, their plans and purposes of shalom. That's the Hebrew word used here. That's God's plan for your life. So if you want to know His plan for your life, all you got to do is know the definition of shalom. God says, I know the plans and purposes that I have towards you, saith the Lord. They're plans and purposes of peace. Or another way to say that, of prosperity. That's the word shalom. They're plans and peace of favor. God wants you to have favor in your life. Plans and peace of healing and health and wholeness that's part of this word isn't that amazing god has no plans for you to be sick he has no plans for you to not walk in favor he has no plans for you to walk in lack and poverty only plans of prosperity it says shalom another way to say that thoughts of safety thoughts of a happy and a complete life isn't that right isn't that awesome he goes these are my thoughts towards you and not of evil to give you an expected end or in the hebrew language it means an end of expectation literally it means that god wants you to walk out every desire that he placed in your heart he wants you to walk in all of it that's what god that's that's who god is But Satan will come to play tormenting and confusing mind games with you. He'll tell you your future's bleak, that there's no way it could work out, that you've messed up one too many times, that you don't know enough, that you're not smart enough, you don't have enough money. You don't have to worry about any of that. See, we got to step out of that realm and literally submit ourselves to the Lord knowing that he's good. So then he gave us weapons also to stop this no modest stuff, this, this confusing and tormenting mind games. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, in verse 3, it says, for, the, for though we walk in the flesh, we don't war in the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not fleshly, but they are mighty through God. So the weapons of our warfare are only mighty through God. Does that make sense? So that tells me if you don't want to walk with Him, you could say all you want to, and it's not going to do you any good. We got a bunch of Christians that are literally binding Satan who are not walking in love, They're not walking in obedience to God's word. They're not submitted to him. And Satan's laughing. Because that scripture about what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, that is a mighty scripture through God. But, But spoken out of your mind through your flesh, Satan laughs at you. And then what he'll do is when nothing works out and it gets worse, he throws thoughts. Why is this not working? Why is this not working? Why is, there, or why is the symptoms getting worse? Why is this happening? Tormenting and confusing mind games because now a person has 19 blind spots in their life. They really think that they're spiritual, but they're just carnal. And the word's not working because they're not working it, but they don't know. This is why you don't want to live your Christian life over here alone. Right? You want to live it with your company. You want to live it around men and women of God that He places in your life. That if they see something, they're always there living their life before you. They're always there with a word in due season. They're not the confession police, they're not telling you what to do, but they are living their life in front of you and they're speaking by the unction of the Holy Spirit, and it'll keep you safe because all of a sudden you might have a blind spot that you don't know about. See, God, these these weapons are mighty through God. Right? And it's there to do what? For the pulling down, this means that Greek word pulling down means destruction. They don't just pull something down. They, when the word of God goes out, it destroys it. For the, de- for the destruction of strongholds. What's a stronghold? Well, see, we've talked about this. Satan will throw thoughts. If you embrace his thoughts, you start speaking them. And what you're doing is you're literally, literally building. You're building it based on his lies. You're building a vain imagination, which is a picture of your life lived in a way that doesn't come in line with his word. And then what happens? See, all behavior comes out of your imagination. So now, because you've built this vain imagination on the lie, like for me, I didn't even know it. I didn't even know this was a lie in my life, that I was worthless. And it, it caused me, it was, it was the root that caused me to do things wrong, To make mistakes. I mean, I didn't even know what was going on. I'm so glad. That's why I love the church. I'm so glad that God brought people in my life that could help me to get in the Word of God so that I can see these things and get free. Because, see, a vain imagination, then all of a sudden you start walking out. Your behavior is in line with your vain imagination. And now all these principalities and powers, all these demonic forces against you, they will create circumstances and bring people in your life to fuel this, dead be- this behavior that will cause death. And as you keep walking in this vain imagination, as your behavior keeps walking this way, what happens is you are now constructing with your mouth a prison called a stronghold. And a prison, listen, you know, they're like the state prison in Nebraska. Is it in Tecumseh? Well, guess what? Now, now it, this is a man-made prison, so there are instances where people have broken out. But in strongholds spiritually, you're, you're not, you can't break out. But also, you know, if I just wanted to go to Tecumseh and go talk to somebody, Do you know I couldn't get in there? See, that's the way a stronghold is. Not only can people not get out, but you can't get in either. So you need these weapons that are mighty through God so that the stronghold would be destroyed. Do you know a strong weapon? A spiritual weapon. We all experienced it tonight. We start every service out with it. There's nothing more powerful than that. Amen. Because there's, there's nothing on the planet, as you, and this is why, you know, I mean, talk to, talk to Mark Mason. He'll tell you, I am like the confession police when it comes to the songs that we sing. Because we want to be declaring the word of God. Right? And so, so, when we're declaring the word of God in worship, it opens our spirit. It, it literally it affects our mind in a way where we can get free from vain imaginations and see some things. Strongholds can come down. The anointing that is upon the word of God will obliterate. The Bible says it'll lift a burden and destroy the yoke. It'll obliterate a stronghold. We'll talk more about that. But this is huge. These, These weapons, they destroy strongholds. How do they do it? Verse 5, by casting down imaginations. This is the Greek word logismos. This word imaginations or logismos means the logical thinking and reasoning of a mind that has been deceived. See, what happens is Satan will throw thoughts so that he can know to you tormenting and confusing mind games. These weapons that we're talking about will literally cast down that imagination, that, that thinking and reasoning of a, a mind that's been deceived. Isn't that good news? We have weapons. It's the word of God spoken under the anointing of God. It's wonderful. It says, and every, it'll also cast down every high thing this is an interesting Greek phrase. This is why we know the, the very foundation of every high thing, it literally means a lofty thing. It literally means an assault against your mind. These weapons will cast down the assault that is coming against your mind. Just, just the next time you're having trouble with a thought. This is, it's so simple. Just, just take a moment, shut your mouth, Look down on the inside of you. Pray in your prayer language. Start thanking God. Do one of these things. Start thanking God for whatever comes to your mind. And pretty soon, a scripture will come up out of your spirit. And what it is, it's like a weapon. It's coming through revelation from God. And speak it. And that imagination just goes away. Literally, a little bit of light will dispel massive amounts of darkness. So don't think this battle is on an equal playing field. Oh, no, no, no. We We have the complete advantage. The complete advantage. I'm telling you, these weapons, they cast these things down. They also cast down everything... Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And this Greek phrase, exalts itself, really shows how Satan works. Because this word exalt itself, it literally means something that slowly and progressively takes a place of preeminence in your life. It's like, this is what Satan does for you. It's like you're a frog in a frying pan. And he'll turn the heat up a little so that it feels just really nice. And you'll get so used to it and you'll think, oh, this is really nice. Have you ever got like in a jacuzzi and it was like really hot when you first got in? But then after a while you could just handle it? Well, what happens is he keeps turning it up, turns it up just a little bit so you could handle it, feels okay. Then he'll turn it up again, almost to the point where you don't even know it's being turned up. Until all of a sudden, you look down, and it's bubbling. The water's bubbling because it's, you're being cooked. And then you try to escape, but your legs are dead. That's exactly what his thoughts do. Satan will drop thoughts, little meaningless little idle words that don't hurt anything. They're not even on the radar. Does that make sense? And you start speaking little things and you're, or allowing yourself to just kind of be funny or doing this or doing that, and what he plans on doing is 12 years later, that thought has grown to a place of preeminence through a through hundred different circumstances and people and some mistakes that you've made and all this other stuff to the point to where now, you are completely tormented and confused and don't know what to do. Or you are completely, and this is what normally happens, you are completely living for yourself and God's not even a part of your life and you're just living your life. I mean, he's a master deceiver. He, notice he's not coming to just kick down your door and grab you and beat you up. No, no, no. He'll just talk to you. So give him no place. Keep your faith shield up. Watch watch what you're hearing. All these things, but you know, realize that we have been given weapons that are not fleshly, but they're mighty through God. When I'm in faith, when this is first place in my life, see, when I'm in faith, I don't have to feel anything. I don't have to see anything. I, already, I actually already see everything. Right? The biggest battle in our mind is against the doubts, I said this last week, and preconceived notions that God's word does not work. He's always going to come that way. We're just not going to let him do it. It says here, these weapons and bringing into captivity every thought through the obedience of christ see the word of god these weapons will literally cause you to bring every one of your thoughts into captivity according to god's word so it'll literally help you to think right that's what it that's what it does it'll help you this is why you want to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. But to do that, see, you can't do that in your own strength. You need a weapon that's mighty through God. What is it? The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit is right inside of you. He is upon you. He's beside you. He is in your life to teach you how to use that weapon. Huge. So we've got to remember now, if Satan comes down one road one way in our thought life, we got to realize thoughts are governed, remember we talked about this last week, through the things we're observing, the people or the situations we're associating ourselves with, or the teaching that we're sitting under. That's where your thought life originates. That is what will govern your thought life. So you want to make sure that what I'm observing is in line with this. What I'm associating with is in line with this. What the teaching I'm sitting under is in line with this. That's why if I ever read anything, when I'm reading it, if it doesn't bear witness with my spirit because it's full of the word, I don't just set it on a shelf, I throw it away. And a lot of times I throw it away, I mean I don't want some homeless guy to even find it in a dumpster, so I take the time, rip the pages out, and shred the thing. Why, because I don't want some guy do, finding something or some lady finding something. Oh, look, wow, this is a book. That, you know, because Satan will sit there and go, oh, this is, this is what you need. No, no, no. It's got to be the Word of God. If I ever stop preaching the Word, run. Just, well, I mean, you know, leave it in love. Just go, hey, pastor, praying for you. Where are you going? Just somewhere else. Don't know, but got to go somewhere else. Because you got to sit under teaching that's, that's literally anointed. It's the Word it's in and it's in the love of God. See, God's big on delivery. Amen. He gave pastors. It starts out with after His heart, who would feed. Don't it? I don't care. if Somebody quotes eighteen hundred scriptures. If they don't, if they're not operating in the love of God, Amen. run. Because manipulation somewhere. somewhere right. Okay. So this is we got to be careful with this stuff. Satan drops thoughts from the outside in attempt to create, to plant, and to nurture those thoughts so that he can control your mind, so that he now can, if he gains control of your mind, now he will control your emotions which drive you. And now he's got you. So if you're listening the wrong things right now as I'm teaching, you, if, you're, if your life, if you're in any way submitted to the Lord in any way, you're probably thinking of some things that yeah, I need to probably shut that off probably need to stop watching that see here's a big thing this is where it all starts now in america with reality tv and with technology he doesn't get you looking at all this bad stuff he gets you looking at nonsense just so that you let your guard down and then within the nonsense are the 900 commercials about every kind of disease and every kind of medicine that you need to take. And and, and then pretty soon, it's a a worldly philosophy. And then coupled with, all of a sudden, you'll start looking at some celebrity and thinking that they're all that when they don't even serve the Lord. Then you start looking into their life and you see, oh man, and and something connects and he drops thoughts. and See, you got to be real careful. Because God called you to higher things than that. Thoughts from God, they come through our spirit to our mind. Thoughts from the enemy always come from the outside into our mind. Fellowshipping with God as we meditate in his word, as we meditate in it day and night, what happens now, his word will teach me and he'll teach you, his word will teach you how to discern where thoughts are coming from. And this is a big thing because sometimes you can't tell because it sounds so good right? It'll, it'll start out with about how God wants you blessed. And then in the midst of all that, there's something that's just not right. Have you ever been listening to something? Watch Christian TV. You don't have to watch it very long. And all of a sudden you'll just, you'll be sitting there listening to something. and You're like, yeah, you know, some of these things sound good, but there's just something. There's just something that's not right. Just shut it off. I'll tell you, the older I get, the shorter my list gets of who I feed from. You know? Because I I wanna I wanna know, you know, how how this guy or this lady treats their spouse. I wanna know what they're really like behind the scenes. Because, you know, there if God places a gift in somebody, that gift, He, He, He never confirms the person, but He'll confirm the gift. But I'm telling you, that anointing or the, of that gift could, could destroy the guy's life if he doesn't get his character right. Deception and doubt happens when a person believes the devil's lies. That's when it happens. So, as we go through this now, knowing your enemy is, number one, knowing who he is, right? He's a destroyer, he's a killer. Knowing how he operates so that you can stand against him. He's going to come at me through my thought life, right? He has no power. He has no authority. But he's going to try to penetrate my mind so that he can confuse me and torment me. But I have weapons, and I have a shield of faith, and I know exactly if I, if I literally stand, if I'm strong in the Lord, it'll cause me to see him coming miles away. The one road Satan travels again is circumstances that will create doubt in you. Doubt of what? Doubt that God's word is true. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been believing something? And oh, you come to church and you're like, oh yeah, you know. Now, I paid for this big time when I kind of made fun about the blessed and highly favored thing. You know? I mean, I hope you say you're blessed and highly favored because you really are. But back that up by meditating in the Word day and night. Right? I mean, it's it's like this guy that talks a good game. But there's just nothing there. Right? So, we we got to stay strong in the Lord. Satan is going to bring thoughts to get you to doubt what you said you believed you received. Have you ever been there? You're laying there in bed. You believed, you've received. You, you know you're in faith. And all of a sudden, in the quietness of everything, he's coming and going, you know, your knee's kind of bugging you. You try to roll over and you're not comfortable. Well, maybe, you know, may, maybe there's something in your life you're just not connecting. He'll start out with that. Most of this, most of this stuff in this church, you're not going to get a whole lot of, well, you know, God's allowing this. You'd be like, yeah, shut up. You, I know that's not true. But he'll come and say, you know, what are you doing? You know, you did, kick, you did kick your dog three days ago, you know, or whatever, and, and he'll try to get you, but all roads will eventually lead to, I know God said this, but it's just not true because, look, it hasn't come to pass. That's the road, and we have weapons that you don't ever have to be there. Man, you want to live your life submitted to the Lord, so when he comes down that road, it's almost fun right? Brother Hagin tells a story about symptoms came over his body. He was preaching in a church, and he was staying in the parsonage of the pastor and his wife, and and symptoms came over him. And now this is, you know, when he said symptoms came over him, it was like all these symptoms, like he's going to die. And he said, down deep in his spirit, it was just this laugh. And all of a sudden, he's got to bury his head in the pillow because satan i mean these symptoms come over and he could hear it in his mind you're gonna die tonight and he started out of his spirit just a laughter and he had to bury his head in a pillow because he is loud la- he didn't want to wake up the pastor and his wife they probably think what's wrong with this guy right and the enemy brother hagan tells the story the enemy said why are you laughing And Brother Hagin's like, I'm laughing at you. That's the way you get inside of you, in your spirit, who you are. You're fearless. You are made to dominate anything that comes against you. You are able to stand and love in the midst of people hating you and just literally stand knowing that love never fails, knowing that you can't be defeated, knowing that you are strong in him. You'll never quit. I've grabbed onto the promise of God. Satan, I'm laughing at you. You can't stop me. That's what happens. That's a byproduct of standing this way. See, why do I say this thing with doubt? In Mark chapter 11, verse 23, we never forget that. What does it say? This is is one of the clearest teachings of Jesus on on the operation of faith. He said to him in verse 22, have faith in God, and now he's explaining the operation of the God kind of faith. And he says here, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He will have whatever he says. Did you notice the middle of it? And shall not doubt in his heart. That is the road Satan is trying to get you to doubt that God's word is true because it stops your faith, it cuts you off, you're done. So we're not going to let him do that, right? I'm spending a lot of time on this know your enemy because this is where we are as a church. We know who our enemy is. We even know how he comes. So now what this teaching is meant to do is to fine tune you so that you will know how to walk this out because this is a year that you are to lay hold of everything. You're to lay hold of everything. I want you guys, we're all going to get to the end of this year if the Lord tarries is coming and we're going to go, man, I laid hold of everything that I was to lay hold of in 2019. I know how to act when the enemy comes. I know how to literally allow the Holy Spirit to raise up a standard and, and give me the word to speak so that he flees like he's in terror. So that what I'm talking about is no more fear, No more worry. No more anxiety. Rest. Rest. See, God wants you to have a good night's sleep tonight. But if you're not resting on the inside, you're not going to be able to rest on the outside. So the Holy Spirit wants to teach you how to rest on the inside. Amen?